Welcome to the Bucket List Buster Travel Show. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running the travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in. Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with families and friends. And finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And here's the host of your show, Karen Duncan. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, board tarde, everything's irie, and good afternoon. I hope you're having a fantastic day. You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. This is Karen Duncan, the host of Your Bucket List Buster, and today is our special needs edition. I've been doing a series here recently on um, on sports travel, and today we are finishing out that series um, with the Special Olympics. That's right. So sports travel is for everyone. And I wanted to make sure that we were inclusive of my sweethearts. And so we're going to have Tila Manji, Vice President of Communications at the Special Olympics. Um, she is going to be here as our guest speaker today. And we will talk about all the fantastic things that the Special Olympics does for their athletes, for their families, where they get to go, what they get to compete in and how it changes people's lives. Um, Their mission is through the power of sports, people with intellectual disabilities discover new strengths and abilities, skills, and success. Did you know that there are up to 200 million people with intellectual disabilities around the world? Also, did you know that at the World Games and other events, the Special Olympics offer a wide range of free health and exams, and care for families and athletes and their families. And the Special Olympics leads the world in researching and addressing the concerns of people with intellectual disabilities. So also in the show today, we will be discussing the top 20 most popular bucket list destinations. We'll be golfing in Hawaii, finding out all about the new and latest and greatest technologies that some of the golf courses are using there in Hawaii. And plus, we are traveling with a family member. When you're traveling with a a family member with special needs, I want to give you some tips and tricks about how to communicate and what to expect from the TSA. So we've got a great show as usual. Um, I do believe that fall has finally gotten here. I don't know about where you are, but where I am, the temperature has technically dropped about 20 degrees. And it's cold. I don't do cold well. Don't do cold well at all. But I do like fall and today is my birthday. So happy birthday to me. And with that, I do kind of enjoy the change in the environment. And I do like to put on my boots. So it's going to be good. So anyway, let's talk about my thoughts for the week. There's been a whole lot going on. And... 
And I had the opportunity this week to go and speak to a group of mothers um, who have children with autism or they have autism themselves. And it was a perfect opportunity for me to do my presentation on tips, uh, traveling tips for families with special needs children. I, I want to be available to help people travel the world. As I've said before, that's the reason I'm in the travel business. And so it, it really has uh, behooved me and been a great opportunity since I got the certification, the Certified Autism Travel Professional certification to be able to put a presentation together to go in and speak to families to give them some tricks everyone some of the things that I talk about is common sense but there are some tips on communicating and there were a group of families I mean mothers it was really kind of cool some of them already travel and what I assumed would be common sense type of stuff they actually didn't know and so it made me feel good to be able to add some value to their lives so that the next time that they're on a plane or trying to take a cruise, in fact, most of them said they didn't know that cruising could be an option for them. And of course, I was able to explain that it is. Um, it, it, it was it was eye opening. Um, but I do want to make that offer. If you would like for me to come and talk to your group about uh, traveling with with family members with special needs. I am welcome. I'm offering my service to you to come do that. My number is 512-252-8919 or send me an email, yourbucketlistbuster at gmail.com. If we're out of state, um, we could possibly do it through Zoom or one of the technology, software technologies that allows us to be able to share the computer so you can see the PowerPoint or conference call. But I do want to make that available to as many people as possible so that everyone gets an opportunity to go someplace and do some fun things in the world. So that's my thought of the week. And I'm going to take a quick break, of course. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about the top bucket list buster list, top destinations for bucket lists for, for 2017. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. I'll be back in a little bit. like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back to the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. Karen Duncan here. And we are having a nice, cool fall afternoon today. Feels really good. Really good, actually. I, I got to put my boots on this afternoon and I'm 
kind of enjoying that. Anyway, so guess what destination has risen to the top of several hundred people's bucket list? I won't say everybody because I know that that's not the truth, but a lot of people have have selected this destination. Can you guess? Well, it's Dubai. And a survey and over 5,000 adults, 18 plus and over, Dubai came in number one. So this is how it shakes out with top 10 countries. Dubai was 29%, followed very closely by Costa Rica at 25%, even closer for Iceland at 24%, then Italy at 20%, Kenya 18, Croatia 17 my son just got back from that part of the world and he says it's absolutely gorgeous in Croatia. So that's a trip we'll have to do at your bucket list, Busters. Brazil was 17%, Switzerland 15%. Samoa, so happy to see this little island get some love in the Pacific coast, is at 14% and then Cyprus 13%. Well, what makes Dubai the top destination? Well, this is even more interesting to me. It's because of shopping. Yeah, Dubai has become one of the shopping meccas of the world. And a lot of people want to go for that very reason. Then next comes Costa Rica. The Costa Rica comes in because of the sloth sanctuaries. Do you know what a sloth is? It's one of the slowest moving mammals in the world. And I've been up close and personal. And when I tell you these little fellas are very fuzzy and cute, but they are so slow. I don't know how they get any food. Next comes Iceland because of the Northern Lights. And we all know how beautiful um, of pictures we've seen about that particular destination. So those are the three, three top and those are the reasons why. I'm going to take a quick break and when I get back, we're going to talk a little bit about golfing in Hawaii and some of the new technology that the the golf courses are using to entice you to come play golf on the different islands and why. This is your Bucket List Buster, Karen Duncan. I'll be back in a minute. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. 
Welcome back to the EWN Podcast Network. Well, hello, my friends. Again, I'm back, Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. And let's talk a little bit about golfing in Hawaii. So there are some new technologies that are being used on the golf courses in Hawaii, like the GPS in the golf cart, state-of-the-art swing analysis technology, and golf boards. I'm going to post some pictures of the golf boards because I just think golf boards, golf boards. I just think they're kind of weird and only weird because you've, to me, you've got to really have balance to be able to uh, ride these things. And they look like they're just scary for me, but that's just me. So one of the best places to golf is Kona, the big island of Hawaii. There's 15 courses within a few miles of each other. And the weather is always perfect there because they only have about six inches of rain there a year. So they have these golf boards. They're a combination of a Segway and a scooter. And they have a front rack for the golf club. So if you can imagine what a scooter looks like that you would stand up on as opposed to sitting. So it's kind of long. Remember the scooters that we used to have as kids that you stand up on with the, the tall Segway type front with the handlebars? That's kind of what it looks like, only it's bigger, of course. You stand up on it, and then they have a rack in the front of it for your golf clubs. So it's really kind of interesting. And like I said, I'm going to post some pictures. It'll be part of the the, um, screen as you're looking at this or listening to this on your computer. You'll see it, and I'll put it on Facebook as well. I just think it's really, really interesting. The GPS is there to help you track your distance and select direct cor- the correct clubs. And it helps with your approach. Because I was wondering, it's like, GPS, you're on a golf course. Why would you need a G- GPS on a golf course? Because you're just following the trail, right? But that's what it's for, to track your distances, select your correct club, and to help you with your approach. There's a local golf school at Moana Kiao that use what they call TrackMan. And this tracks your tracks your swing, um, your shot, and includes distance, and attaches the angle and the speed. So it's really about evaluating your swing and how you play. This is what this new technology is all about: to analyze you, to be your own consultant and coach um, by using technology, so that you can correct the things that you're making mistakes with. And then there's the ability to add food from your cart and then you pick it up at the clubhouse. So on your cart and on the, on the track man, you can actually put in your order. And as you're going past the clubhouse or send someone out, um, you can go pick up your food and have it for the, the back nine if, uh, you need to do that. And then this is what I would like to do. Golfing at sunset. There's a golf sunset golf tour that you can sign up for. Kauai is offering the golf boards as well as USB ports for charging your phone and staying connected to the social media. media. So you know Hawaii has several islands and they all have different personalities. Kona is the big island. It's more um, urban. Um, Kauai is more tropical, um, less populated more um, for folks that like nature. And 
that's what's ironic about the fact that you're going to be charging your phone and staying connected to social media in Kauai, which is the least connected in, in appearance than some of the other islands. But um, the golf courses are trying to attract the millennials and the younger golfers, trying to make sure that the game of golf does not disappear. And so they know that they have to bring in some new technology in order to keep our our younger generations invested in the sport. So that's what they're doing. And then there's Kapalua Plantation course in Maui. I love, absolutely love Maui. Maui's kind of an in-between the big island, which is urban, and Kauai, which is more tropical and and um, environmental, nature loving. It's it's right there in the mid in the middle, and this course is one of the best in Hawaii. I have been to Maui and I have stayed very close to this uh, golf course years ago. But it is if you're going to Hawaii, if you're going to Maui, and you're specifically going to play golf, you need to make your reservations prior to leaving the states so that you can make sure that you can get some tea times on this particular one. They've recently added TrackMan also technology and GPS golf carts. And now they they are on an ocean view. So if you have ever dreamed of playing golf and looking at the ocean all at the same time, this is the course for you. Breathtaking views, absolutely breathtaking and new technology. Um, is part of the draw to playing golf in Hawaii. Another place that um, if you like the ocean and you want to do some golfing, when we were in Fiji um, several years back, there is a golf course on one of their islands at the Sheridan Hotel that is right on the water. And there are certain times of day that the surf comes over the golf course, so you have to make sure that you pick a time of day that you're, you're... your golf ball is not going to get swept out to sea. It's absolutely breathtaking, though. Um, and these are our technology trends in golf in Hawaii. I hope you've enjoyed that. If you've got any golfers out there and you're looking to do a group golf trip, let me know. I'd like to work with you. I've been looking for a golfer that can put together some golf trips. And there are some great benefits to a uh, golf group leader that might be interested. Remember what a group leader is. Someone with a sphere of influence, someone that people like to be around, someone that people enjoy um, partying with, traveling with, or just having um, some some influence with others. And uh, people just, they like your presence and they like your calm. Those are the type of people we're looking for for group leaders for 2018. I'm going to take another break. And when I get back, we're going to talk about the TSA and how they help our special needs families when you're traveling through the airport. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. I'll be back in a minute. Join Karen Duncan and your bucket list buster on the wine and culinary experiences in Portugal, September the 3rd through September the 12th, 2018. We will be going and exploring through the Enchanted Valley, the Douro Valley, called the Enchanted Valley because of such beauty and magic that this landscapes offer. If you are interested in 
experiencing this fantastic trip to Portugal with round-trip airfare from Boston, eight nights accommodations in four-star hotels in Porto Duro and Lisbon, 12 meals including traditional lunches and picnic, Porto, Porto Full Day City Tour, boat trip from Piahana to Juana, wine tour and tastings in four different wineries, a Jeep and bike tour, Lisbon full day city tour, all transfers to and from the airports and between cities and English speaking guides, all for the price of $3,399 per person. And that is exclusively for your bucket list buster and peaks cruises and tours. Call us today at 512-252-8919. We would love to have you with us. Welcome back to Your Bucket List Buster. Karen Duncan here. This is the Your Bucket List Buster Special Needs Edition today, October the 10th. Today is my birthday and I'm having a fantastic day. I didn't mention earlier that my son, who is a performer on Norwegian Cruise Line, came home for a few days in between contracts and he's here for my birthday for the first time in a very long time. I'm super excited. So we've been running errands and running around together, just trying to spend some some quality time together for the short period of time that we have um, together. And it's been fun. So let's talk about the TSA. Uh, I found an article by Bennett Wilson about the TSA and all the things that they do for special needs families. And I've added a little bit of Um, I told you about this presentation that I do about traveling with children with special needs. And I talk a little bit about what the TSA does for us and how we need to get the most of their services that they offer us. So TSA is charged with protecting the nation's transportation systems to ensure freedom of movement for people and and commerce. And that started after 9-11. The TSA was formed specifically for our safety and transportation. So the TSA CARES is a helpline that provides travelers with disabilities, medical conditions, and other special circumstances additional assistance during the security screening process. You can call 72 hours prior to traveling with questions about screening policies, procedures, and what to expect at the airport. It's very important, and I have this conversation all the time. It's very, very important for you to communicate. Now, when you're traveling, is not the time to be embarrassed, to be cautious, to be um, to not wanting people to know your business. It's about people knowing enough about your business to provide you the services that you require and that you need when your family is traveling. So you have to communicate in order to get the things necessary. Those people that are at the gate, those people that are at the the TSA screening um, booths are not well aware or equipped to make changes from policy necessarily at the spur of the moment. If they know you're coming, if they know what your needs are, they can prepare for you they can prepare someone particularly for you to help you in that situation in situation versus trying to do it spontaneously right there um, at the last minute. So 
passenger support specialists are people that support you. And that's what I'm talking about. When you require special accommodations or concerned about the security screening process at the airport, you can ask a TSA officer or supervisor for a passenger support specialist who can provide on the spot assistance. When you walk up to that, that counter or through the screening uh, booths and the lines are very, very long, what's happening? People are irritated. People are stressed. It's a little difficult to sometimes go out and get a supervisor or a manager. So that's why you need to call ahead. Children with medical conditions, disabilities, or mobility aids inform the TSA officer if the child has a disability, medical condition, or medical device and advise the officer of the best way to relieve relieve any concerns during the screening process. So inform the TSA officer if your child is able to walk through the medical detector or metal detector or needs to be carried through the metal detector by the parent or guardian. Excuse me, I'm having a hard time talking today. You may carry your child to ease the screening process with permission. So if you have on a particular day, a TSA officer that says, no, you can't do that. We don't do that. It's because they're uninformed and uneducated about their process and their policy. That's why you don't need to do that during that particular time. You need to call ahead and get it done that way. So here's another thing. You are not required to remove your shoes if you have disabilities and medical conditions. However, your shoes must undergo additional screening, including visual, physical inspection, as well as explosive trace detection testing of the footwear. You can request to be seated during this portion of the screening. So I don't want to hear anybody say, Karen Duncan of Your Bucket List Buzzer says, we don't have to remove our shoes. You don't have to remove your shoes, but once again, we have to make sure that all of our TSA is on the same page when it comes to these policies and procedures. And sometimes they just don't know. Sometimes they're new. Sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they're just not being very nice. So you have to take all of that into consideration. Here are a few other tips from me for traveling with special needs. Create a schedule. Start working on that schedule prior to going on the trip. That means if you know that your your child's schedule is they wake up at 8, they take a nap at noon, they um, wake up, they eat at 5, then work on do your traveling according to that schedule or a week prior to that trip, start changing their schedule some so that it mirrors the schedule that you'll be using when you travel. That way on the day of traveling, it's not such a shock to their system. They're not irritable and sleepy and hungry during the times that you're um, out and about. Create a mock schedule. That's That's what I just talked about. Practice several days of the new schedule. Read books or do activities related to the new schedule of activities. There are books available and I may just actually write one. I keep threatening to do that. I just need to do that and um, accommodate, get this book, make your own book. I think it's really fun as a family. If you sit down and you actually create your own story 
and talk about what you're going to be doing when you travel. Let them draw the pictures. You can help them create the words and it, it can be simple. It could be flashcards and, but just go over it every day. Um, at least a week prior to you doing this. Make time for sensory meltdown timeouts. Have a safe place, a space designated place where your child can have their hard time and it's important that they do that. That means have a, if, they, if you see it coming, then you need to take the child um, to a quiet space. Get some earphones that help them. Find something that will comfort them, but take them away. And if you have to, explain it to the people at the gate. It's going to be hard to do if it's time for you to get on the plane and you're not getting on the plane. Um, But you're going to have to find a way to work with your child and have these conversations with them and at the airport so that people understand what's going on. And get some sensory friendly activities When planning for travel, sensory-friendly activities are extremely important to a child with ASD or other cognitive behavior challenges. This is Karen Duncan, your Bucket List Buster. I'm going to take another quick break. See you in a minute. Another Your Bucket List Buster exclusive, Danube Delights, Eight Nights, Budapest to Nuremberg, May 12, 2018, pricing from $3,095 per person. We will be exploring all of the Danube, Vienna, Austria, Passau, Germany, Slovakia, Bratislava, Budapest, Hungary. Fantastic itinerary, seven nights in a stateroom or suite of your choice, 20 onboard meals, seven breakfasts, six six lunches, seven dinners, including a captain's welcome and farewell dinner, wine, beer, and soft drinks, complimentary tea and coffee, complimentary bottled water, six shore excursions, either on foot or by first class coach, and six UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Four Emerald Plus activities, including a hosted afternoon tea with the local Slovakian family, personal lightweight headsets, including excursions for your listening ease, a variety of onboard evening entertainment. All of this can be yours and plus more. An airfare currently is $4.95 per person unless you have a suite and then it is free. Contact Karen Duncan or Mitchell Duncan at 512-252-8919 and join us in Eastern Europe. Welcome back. This is Karen Duncan, your Bucket List Buster, Special Needs Edition. And I have with me today, Ms. Tila Mange, the Vice President of Communications with Special Olympics. She's responsible for promoting and marketing the image of the Special Olympics Texas. She coordinates all communications and public awareness efforts, as well as manages crisis communications, social media, and media relations for the organization. Welcome, uh, Ms. Mange, for joining us today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Great, great, great. So it looks like we got some fall weather today. It's really, it's nice and cool here. And we're really <laughs> excited because we'll have some, some great weather this weekend for 
our Fall Classic statewide competition over in Bryan College Station. It's usually either boiling hot or really, really cold, and it looks like we're going to hit the sweet spot this time. That's perfect. Don't you just love it? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really a summer person. I love the water, so I, I like the heat. I'm originally from Chicago, so I don't mind the, the hot weather in comparison to cold, but it can be refreshing, I must admit, when fall finally <laughs> gets here. <laughs> Everybody here in Austin will be in a good mood for about three days, and then they'll be begging for the heat again. There you so, go. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So tell us a little bit about the Special Olympics and who's involved and in, in, uh, the athletes and all. Well, in, in Texas, we have um, athletes ranging in age from two in their uh, young athletes program all the way into their 80s who are still competing. Um, we provide wow. – uh, in Special Olympics um, provides programming for people with intellectual disabilities. Some of them also may have physical disabilities, but but they either um, have intellectual disabilities or developmental disabilities. Um, And we've found that through sport and participating in sport that folks with intellectual disabilities are able to um, kind of blossom and and bloom and, and get to a point where um, they're able to accomplish so much, not just on the, yeah. the playing field, but they're able to learn how to, you know, be a teammate, which makes it great for um, working. You know, they're able to get jobs because they're they're able to understand that, you know, people working together can get something accomplished. They make really great employees. So, um, and I, I've had parents tell me that, you know, when their child was born, they were advised to institutionalize them, or, you know, well, if you're going to insist on taking them home, um, you need to understand they're never going to walk, they're never going to talk, right. um, you know, they're they're never going to do anything. And, um, and you know, mom and mom and dad said not taking that, um, not accepting that answer, not, not mm-hmm. taking that on. And um, they've got athletes now who um, have accomplished so much more than, than anyone ever expected for them. And, um you know, we have opportunities not just for um, for athletes who are, are mobile. Um, you know, we have some athletes that are part of what we call the motor activities training program where for for a particular athlete, it may be a big deal for them to learn how to roll over. Um, right. And so we work on that. And, you know, just bit by bit by bit, we get them to a point where, um, you know, they're working on skills and, and, you know, maybe learning how to throw a ball maybe learning how to catch a ball and, and it may be that, you know, team sports are not going to be something that's going to happen for them um, for a very long time, if at all, but we, we meet them where they are and we advance them, you know, as much as they can go. Um, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of and, and it's, you know, amazing to, to see how, um, how they, they blossom and, and how they bloom. It's, it's so fun um, to talk with parents who maybe for whatever reason didn't realize that, that we existed or that we were a possibility right. for their child. And, and, you know, they said the first time we walked into a, a competition, you know, my, my child's eyes lit up and it was like they, they saw these are my people. Right. with my people. And, right. and, you know, I think a lot of us kind of take for granted um, feeling like they belong um, or that, you know, we just, we can walk confidently into any room and know, hey, I fit in. And right. for folks with intellectual disabilities, it's it's a little, 
little more complicated than that. Everybody wants to feel like they belong someplace, you know, that they're associated with others like themselves, whether it's color of your skin or um, what you do for a living. I mean, there's just so much, there's so much that's involved with wanting to be included in a social environment. And there are so many studies now that show that if the more social you are, the happier you are, the longer you live. And for these folks that have intellectual disabilities, it, it really changes their lives. You know, I started out in therapeutic recreation in college, so I understand. How did, how did you go what, from being in public relations and marketing to being with the Special Olympics? Well, you know, it was, um, I'd, I'd reached a point in my career where it was time to, to make a change, and, and I looked around to see, um, you know, where, where can I do some good and have some fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and was blessed that Special Olympics Texas was looking for someone who had my skill set. Um, I have family members who, uh, who have Down syndrome um, in several parts of my family, and, and so it was something that... I grew up um, in the very, very early days of, of Special Olympics, um, you know, spending my my Sundays doing what basically was the forerunner of unified bowling where, you know, we we had um, folks with intellectual disabilities and we had uh, typically developing kids and we put them all on a bowling team and, and everybody bowled together. So um, it was something that, that, you know, I'm used to the population I enjoy um, the the population that that we serve um, it's never a dull moment um, you never know what's going to happen you never know who's going to say what but you can you can bet that it's going to be truthful and, um, and, no and it, it may not be in entirely appropriate for the time or the setting but that's what makes it even more awesome yeah um, I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking that I probably should be a little bit more like our athletes and just you know, say my truth and, and not go, well, that's going to hurt somebody's feelings or yeah. maybe it's not the time or, you know, whatever, and just let it fly, which um, I think sometimes we could all do with being a little more spontaneous. I agree. Totally agree. So how do you recruit athletes or do they well, just you know, we, show up? Well, um, it's a little bit of both. We we spend a lot of time um, trying to, to make inroads into the, the school districts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're required by law to provide um, services for uh, folks with disabilities. And so, you know, we we have been very lucky to, to be involved in a lot of school districts. Part of the, the problem for us is that a lot of families assume that once their athlete graduates from high school, um, usually at age 21, that, that oh, it's so sad, you know, this thing that's been so important in, in, our, in our child's life. Um, isn't available, and it's not true. We have lots and lots of, of adult teams, um, and you know we have athletes in their their 70s and 80s that are still competing. They may not be running as fast, right. but they're they're bowling, they're playing bocce, um, you know they're doing a lot of non uh, low impact sports, aquatics, um, things that that maybe you know running and, and playing flag football isn't quite for them anymore, but there's still things for them to do. Um, so we spend a lot of time trying to, to let folks know that that we're here and it doesn't stop. Special Olympics never stops. Um, and 
you'd said earlier that you know the more people participate in things and the more active they are the the better in better health they are and the happier they are and and you know our athletes like to socialize and and if you ask them if you go to if you were to go to the the competition this weekend or any of our competitions and and ask our athletes what's your favorite part um a lot of them will say winning medals more than that will tell you that their favorite part is the victory dance because yeah. the and they love to socialize and so you know staying involved in special olympics as as grown ups um they're able to continue to have that support network and and have you know people that that they enjoy spending time with one thing that that i think is really remarkable no matter whether it's a a, a 2-year-old athlete in our young athletes program or um athletes who are in their 40s and 50s when they stay involved their parents and their families stay involved and they you know right. have people that they can lean on and rely on who are on the same journey that they are um and they can kind of compare notes because you know our athletes are just like everyone else you know we have our good days we have our bad days we have our days when our families are just going oh my god will you just stop um and they can compare <laughs> notes on on how to to cope with and how to deal with some of the the things that are happening. So um you know it's it's a big family. Um we'd love to to have as many people involved as we can. Right now we have over 58,000 um people with intellectual disabilities in Texas wow. who are participating. Um you know our our goal is to get to a point where um everyone who has an intellectual disability um has a choice of participating or not you know we we want to be available for anyone who wants to be with us right. and to to make those programs available and and you know we would adore it if we got to a point where everybody who wanted to be was able to be and you know folks who kind of said yeah you know I don't I don't want to I don't choose to do that that's great you know you have that choice Right. um and you know we want them to to be able to to say I want to do this and and there are enough resources available for me to be able to do it. That's amazing. That is yeah. that's really cool. So how many events do you hold annually? Well, we have um six statewide competitions um ranging from, you know, flag football and equestrian all the way to to summer games um we offer sailing and kayaking as a statewide competition wow um, we have yeah we have 22 different sports that are available um in Texas not all areas um we're divided into areas and in not all areas um participate in all sports it kind of just depends on you know the size and uh, the interest you know if there are athletes who want to participate and there are volunteers who want to be coaches then in a particular sport then we'll offer it um some areas are just small enough that there's not enough people who um or maybe they don't have access to a lake so um sailing and kayaking maybe isn't something for them but they can do table tennis so um yeah and then um we have with the six statewide competitions and then um uh throughout the state we have about 300 competitions a year um wow throughout the the area so there's always something going on um just about every weekend um except you know right in the the middle of of 
the summer when it's just a little hot and then right. you know around christmas we kind of you know scale back but usually somebody has something going on somewhere in the state oh that's a lot to keep up with it is it really <laughs> is and um you know we, we don't have very many um staff members we have about 75 full-time staff members throughout the state Mm-hmm. So with uh, 58,000 athletes, uh, if you do the math, you can figure out pretty quickly that we don't do anything without our wow. devoted volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have about 40,000 volunteers who either come out for um, like the day of an event. Um, we have some that, that are a little more involved in that. Um, and we have about 4,000 coaches. So without... Um, those 44,000 folks who chip in and, and help us out, there's no way that we would be able to, to do all the things that, that we do and provide all the opportunities that um, we're able to provide uh, for competition for our, our, our population. Nice. That's really cool. So yeah. I was going to ask you where were they held, but they're all over the state. and, and Yeah. And so that, you know, you can't, we couldn't go into the number of names of the the places. What are your largest events, I guess, is your largest annual events? Well, our largest competition is our summer games that are held each year um, on the campus of University of Texas at Arlington. So mm. we have about um, 2,500 to 3,000 athletes who compete that weekend in five different sports. Um, and then next is, is Winter Games, which are held in, in Austin. It's usually the first weekend in February. And we'll have around 2,600 athletes usually for that. Um, and then next largest is Fall Classic, which is this weekend in right. Bryan College Station. And we'll have about 2,500 athletes for that. That's so, nice. um, yeah, the flag football is kind of an up and coming. One that's in San Antonio uh, in the first weekend in December. We'll have around a thousand athletes playing flag football. Um, that's our newest sport. It's I think this is like the fifth year that we've had that, and um, it's it's pretty amazing. They those folks um, they are really good, um, which is not surprising since we're <laughs> here in Texas. Um, yeah, but you know that's it's a it's a really popular sport. Um, it's one that we have uh, a lot of uh, adult teams that play, um, and they're co-ed. So it's um, oh nice. It's a lot of fun to to watch, and and you'll have some some um, little athletes that you think oh, I don't know. They, those other people look awfully big. It's not tackle football, obviously. Right. But, you know, you got to watch out for the the little guys because they tend to be a lot quicker and and more yeah. mobile than than the the big guys um that's really cool because texas is such it's such a huge football state you know and and for them to be able to play flag football is is yeah absolutely fun i love that we were we were really lucky a couple weeks ago um through the the nfl and their play 60 program Mm. um the houston texans put on a uh, a flag football clinic for uh, about a hundred of our athletes in the Houston area, and nice. so they had the the rookies um, were the ones who were you know running the the various stations and you know putting the the athletes through drills and it was it was so fun to, to watch how much fun they were having and what one thing that was really 
um, remarkable was, you know, it was two days after um, Deshaun Watson had his big breakout game, and he was there throwing the football to our athletes who were running um, running routes. So it was really it was a, it was a day to remember. It's it was a lot of fun. That's and, really and that cool. That was, yeah. So you're and, and you're was, averaging about twenty six hundred twenty five to three thousand athletes for those big major events. And yeah. this this uh, series that I've been doing has been about um, sports travel and the importance economically for a destination. So when you talk about twenty six hundred athletes and then their families that come along with them, that's a huge impact on a destination with hotel rooms and food and it you is. know just just expand you know exploring the the area that they're um competing in that's 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 quite a bit of economic power that the special it olympics is, is. yeah <laughs> and, and you know we've I've, I've tried to get numbers on on you know what's the, the economic impact that we have and and have not been able to find anybody who was able to really study you know, that put pen to paper and, and tell me <laughs> But, you know, if we, we've got, um, you know, we'll have at summer games, we'll have about 3,000 athletes. Um, you know, they're all bringing their, their uh, entourages. So, you know, right. a lot of times it's not just, you know, the athlete, it's mom and dad and then the, you know, brother and sister who got dragged yeah. along. And, yeah, um, and, you know, there are certain times that if you want to go out to eat in, in Arlington, you're going to have a hard time finding a, a place to to get in because we're we're taking over the restaurants but you know the one of the the great things about um travel and you know we have athletes who also end up going and playing in national invitational tournaments um we have uh team texas will be traveling to seattle um in uh, july of 2018 to compete in the usa games and then um we'll have uh, athletes who are traveling as part of uh, Team USA, who will be going to Abu Dhabi wow. in, uh, in 2019. And, and you know, we've, we've got athletes who, when they go to um, to the, the state games, you know, some of them it's maybe the first time that they've ever traveled. Um, right. And so, you know, they're they're getting to stay in a hotel room. They're they're learning about room service. They're learning about <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a lot of fun to to just see the the social aspects of of what they're doing, and and we do spend money when we go. Um, and you know, there are especially around the the UT Arlington campus, um, you know, restaurants and and stuff. When we come in for the week, um, they're like, "Oh, y'all are back! That's great!" Um, <laughs> because they they have a lot of fun interacting with with our athletes and families as well. But you know, as you know, travel can really broaden um, people's horizons, Absolutely. both literally and, and fig- figuratively. And so, um, you know, we think that competition is important, but it's just as important for them to be able to to get out and and you know have see those life experiences. Other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and find out that you know when when you have to pay per view on a movie and and you know you're told don't do that, that you really can't do that because it's going to cost them money. Right. So it's it's kind of fun to to help them learn those lessons as well. So how do you guys um is are 
are their trips funded through donations when they take these when they're representing the US or the, or the state of Texas are they are they fundraising for this yes yeah when um we've got uh we've got athletes right now we're going to have a delegation of about 150ish athletes and probably another uh, 50 coaches and um and, and staff members who will be going to Seattle in 2018. And so mm-hmm. um, all those folks right now are, are fundraising. They have to um, raise at least $800 okay. to cover uh, at least a portion of, um, of their, their travel expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we cover part of it, but you know, we, we uh, one of the things that they, they do is since they have to fundraise, it, it becomes more important to them and, and it, you know, they right. write, a commitment there um but you know if someone's not able to raise the money um we don't we don't sit them home um right. you know we have contests so you know there are um athletes who you know although they have to raise eight hundred dollars you know some of them will end up raising you know ten thousand dollars so you know we have um incentive incentive levels so you know for each level that they achieve then um, then they'll get an extra, you know, tchotchke of some sort. It may be, you know, an iPad or, you know, there may be a Kindle Fire or there may be, you know, something cool that, that they're, they're going for. And they'll, you know, win those. Um, and whatever excess that they raise goes towards helping someone uh, else athletes who, who maybe can't. Because, you know, we have some who they live in group homes and maybe their, their families either have, you know, extremely modest means or they they just may not have family right uh, but they're still participating in in special olympics and so you know if they've if they've um qualified and they've been chosen to to go to a a, a national or international competition we're going to make sure that it, it they happens. get there that's a yeah. that's so that's so precious that's just absolutely amazing i love that so you yeah. have are your volunteers that support you all do do you have people that travel into these destinations specifically to participate like in your big events or are they local volunteers well you know most of them are going to be local volunteers but we Mm -hmm. we have a a special group called our key volunteers and those are folks who um, have been involved um, in the organization for you know several years they've decided i really enjoy doing this i want to help run the competition and so they'll go through training um there's um, extra background checks that they have to go through because you know they're going to be in a position of trust with a an extremely vulnerable population so right um they'll get certified as key volunteers and and they'll say you know, and a lot of them end up using um, vacation time um, to come in. Some of them have have employers that are supportive and will give them time off so that it doesn't eat into their their vacation. But there are some, some that um, you know they're taking vacation time and we're working them 15, 18 hours a day, and you know they go back home and and they're just as exhausted as the paid staff, and and we could literally not do it without them right that's so that's yeah it takes a village (laughs) it does it really does and and you know i'd I'd take my hat off to those folks because you know a lot of them 
when when I talk to them, I'll say, well, you know, how'd you get involved? And, you know, they had oh, a friend of a friend, you know, said, hey, they need some help. Why don't you come? And, and they said, you know, by the second um, competition that, that I volunteered at, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, I have no family connections to anybody with intellectual disabilities. I just dig these folks and I think they're fun to be around and it, you know, I enjoy it and, and they come back year after year after year. And, you know, we're, um, in, in 2018, it's the 50th anniversary for Special Olympics Incorporated. And then in 2019, it's the 50th anniversary for Special Olympics Texas. And we have folks who have been, um, volunteers with us for literally, you know, 48 years. Um, mm-hmm. They just keep coming back and keep coming back. And, you know, we love them because we, we couldn't do it without them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have athletes that have visited from other countries that that may, like, is there a athlete exchange type of program or anything like that with Special Olympics? Not that I'm aware of. Um, you know, kind of the, the international competitions are kind of our, our form of of, uh, of exchange program. Mm-hmm. What they'll do um, before, um, like three or four days before the official start of competition for the international games, they'll have a thing that's called host towns. Oh, and so um, they'll, you know, towns in, in whatever area will sign up and they'll you know, take on a certain number. Maybe they'll take on the the United States delegation, or they'll take on the the Irish delegation, um, and they'll either you know put them up in hotels, or usually they'll have them stay in um, in homes, and they try and give them a taste of you know what what's it like to live in the United States, or what's it Fine. like to live in Ireland, or you know, and so it's um, uh, it's a opportunity for um, folks who are, you know, going from one country to another to meet some people who live in those those countries and to experience, you know, a little bit of what life is like. Absolutely. Um, so they get they hit all the touristy hotspots and and uh, back in in um, um, February um, they had the the World Winter Games in Austria. So um, we had one athlete from from Texas who went. He's a figure skater. Um, and so they, they, you know, visited some Austrian villages and they got to eat a lot of chocolate and, <laughs> you know, got to, got to see a lot of, a lot of things that they wouldn't have gotten a, 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 an opportunity to do otherwise. And he had a great time. That's, that's, that's the important part. I love that you have that component so that people yeah. can, people can mix with one another and learn some, some new culture, something about a new culture. Exactly. So how do so how do people get in contact with you guys if they want to volunteer or if there's a family member, uh, some families out there that want to get their athletes involved? How would they go about doing that? Sure, they they can go to our website, which is www.sotx.org, um, and it's pretty pretty uh, easy to navigate the the website. Yeah, there's there's a thing for volunteers. There's a thing for you know how to get involved. Um, and then um, we're really responsive to emails or if they can figure out what area they live in, they can call the local office there and just say, 
I want to volunteer or I want to, I, you know, have a family member I need to get involved. Can you set me up with a team and um, and we'll we'll get them taken care of. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, if you're not sure if if volunteering is for you, um, it, you we always welcome um, folks just coming to competitions and and cheering on. We call them fans in the stands. Um, and you can kind of check it out and see what's what's happening and how that works. But um, you know, anytime somebody wants to to volunteer, we've got plenty to to put them to work to do. Um, if you don't know anything about the the sport that you're volunteering for, not to worry. We we will train you up. So cool. we've got folks who who uh, you know decide thought well I'm, you know. I don't know if I want to be a coach and, and, you know, they started off with one sport that they didn't know anything about and now they're um, coaching four different teams. Wow. Uh, you know, and yeah. So it's, you know, it, we probably should come with a warning label that we're pretty addictive, but um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's never dull and, uh, and you can see the difference that you're making in someone's life. That's, that's what it's all about. It's a feel good moment. Right. Totally a feel-good yeah. moment. So I have one last question for you. Okay. It's Tila. What is on your personal bucket list? My personal bucket list? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> do you have I one? Think, well, you know, I I kind of do and kind of don't. I, you know, I, I spend a lot of time um, kind of trying to help everybody else's dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't necessarily do mine, but I would I would like to go to Australia. All right, I think going to Australia would be really fun and interesting. Um, I'll get I, there at some point. I tell all my guest speakers that first of all, you need to write down your bucket list. Okay. And when you write down your bucket list, then they tend to come true. So you need to oh, write okay. that down someplace right. and then we're going to have to make it happen one way or the other. You need to get to Australia one day. Don't I, wait I, too I long. I need to start saving my money. I know. I need to start saving my money because everybody that I go, I, I know who goes, they're like, oh, well, you have to do this and you have to do that. And it's it's kind of starting to sound like I'd need to be there for a month. So yeah. i got to figure out how to pull that off, but it's going to yeah. be great. Well, I'll put in a plug for my uh, travel agency, Peaks Cruises and Tours. We do we do um, provide payment plans. Oh, okay, great. That's good to know. <laughs> that is good to know. Uh, yeah. Well, we sure do appreciate you coming on today and telling us a lot about Special Olympics. Um, I've often threatened to volunteer. Do you have a tennis team? Do you guys play tennis? We do. We do tennis. That's one of that's a, a sport that we do. They they compete in uh, the state competition is in May at, at UT Arlington, and we we play on their courts over there. Okay. But yeah, tennis is definitely a sport that we do, and and it's always one that we're looking for coaches. So wow. But, okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll find to volunteer. I'll have to. I will find. Um, a chunk of time and come okay. out and and see you guys. I'll I'll do the observation piece first and then figure out how I can plug myself in there. But I would That's I have great. always said that I wanted to to um, volunteer with you guys, and uh, I just need to make that. That's on my bucket list. So I need to make. Well, I was my gonna say, Karen, you need to 
Write that down, Karen, I and, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> it came all the way back, didn't it? <laughs> That's right. It, it always does. It always does. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm going to go to a quick break. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. And that's all we have time for today. I will be um, starting a series next week on winter travel, things to do in the fall and winter, places to go, activities, that type of thing. Since summer is now officially over and Yes, some of those destinations may include a beach, so it doesn't have to be all about the cold or the leaves changing colors, but it will include that. I hope you've enjoyed the series on sports travel. This was a fantastic ending to the show with um, the Special Olympics folks being on the line with us. It's been really fun for me to look at all the different activities and alternative sports, that things that we're just not accustomed to hearing about. So this is your Bucket List Buster. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. Your Bucket List Buster is here to help you start living your dreams. So visit me on Facebook and like me on Instagram and post me some pictures. And I'd like to give a shout out to you, so let me know who you are. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found some resources in today's show that excite your travel juices, provided you some valuable information for your next trip and gave you permission to take time off and have some fun someplace in the world. i see y'all next week. Talk to you later. Safe travels. Bye-bye.